welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Jaws on the NES. Again! Yeah, well, that's right. The Return of Jaws. Well, not the Return of Jaws, but the Jaws game again. Right. Well, folks, I know a lot of you were looking very forward to The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yeah. But uh, I hate to say it, I very much overestimated my free time over the past two weeks. <laughs> With the end of school, uh, my son breaking a collarbone and... Um, and two birthdays back-to-back with parties. I just didn't have time to finish that game. I am so sorry. And I really wanted to do it justice and get through all of it myself. Yeah, it's a it's a big game. Instead, we're going to take a little sidetrack and uh, do what we said we may do last week. And that is do Jaws again. That's right. We thank Bill, one of our best friends and uh, you know one of the most extreme cartridge commandos out there. That's right. We thank you for your service, soldier. He stepped in when we needed him for an episode way back in the 40s, I think. It was a... Uh impromptu as i recall yes uh so but the thing is i really love this game so much that i want to do it again it's summertime a lot of people are going to the beach yeah yeah. going on vacation and not that we didn't do a good job last time but this time we can really give it the full cartridge command service that it it really deserves sure so without further ado let's talk about jaws for the nes it was uh developed by westone through atlas and published by lgn in north america in 1987 quite an interesting chain of uh, companies there it really is well you know ljn when they came to the nes really pushed hard for a lot of licenses yeah yeah and they did not actually make their own games right they would but subcontract it out or yeah whatever. well they had a deal with atlas to publish games from them mm-hmm. uh, i guess atlas i don't know either didn't want to do this or didn't have time to do this so they subcontracted to westone yeah yeah and this was the first game they made for the nes Right, and they only made it in like a month or something? Yeah, that was my next little factoid. They made this game in less than a month. That's crazy, man. It is. Now, West Town is best known for the Wonder Boy series. Yeah, yeah. And uh, mostly done games for the Sega systems. Right, sure. I know I have read that many of the developers uh, were not too proud of this game, but I have nothing yeah. to back that up, so I'm not going to keep that rumor going. I, th- I think that they're probably very very happy with the work they got done in one month. Oh, yeah, for sure. Compared to other games that were rushed like E.T. or even how many weeks did they have to make A Boy and His Blob? Wasn't it like it made it in five weeks or something? It was something you know, very like, short, yeah. You know, some of these rushed games, you know, I don't know. This seems like a more realistic approach to only having that much time. Agreed. Now, one thing I do want to point out is the music in this game was done by Shinichi Sakamoto. And you may recognize him from our Wonder Boy 3 episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I looked through his stuff a little bit. He seemed mostly to work on a bunch of West Home games. I guess he was an in-house composer or whatever. Yeah, and I don't think he's done much since he's left them. Uh, a lot of games that were only available in Japan, it seemed like. I see. Okay. Yeah. Or their titles were never translated, because that's what I, I also looked the, through that list as well. Okay, yeah. No, it's uh, But, you know, good stuff. Now, this game, Jaws, is based on Jaws 4, supposedly. Jaws of the Revenge. Okay, okay. And that is the film where the titular Jaws comes back to seek revenge on the Brody family. Right, where it had changed from a normal animal to some sort of, you know, it's like a Freddy Krueger of the sea or something. You yeah, know? and it, I guess it hunts them to the Bahamas. 
Oh, okay. So the whole film takes place in the Bahamas, and it's all about uh, Brody's wife. She's the only returning character from the originals. Oh, man. Wow, Jaws wants revenge for sure. Yeah, on the family. So I think it's funny that it is not only super sentient, it's going after the wife of the man that that tried to kill it. It's an evil shark, man. It is super evil. Or did kill it. I think it's maybe its child. Who knows? Because the ending of Jaws 1 is pretty definitive. Yeah, yeah. The box art for this game is based off of the poster for Jaws the Revenge. Okay, okay. The A is the Jaws' head cresting from the water. Gotcha. But of course, this is all based on Jaws the movie. Right, right. Uh, which was released uh, in 1975 as a film, but uh, as a book in 1974. Uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And it was actually optioned for the film before the book was even published. Oh, they knew. They are like, we're going to get them. We're going to yeah. scare all of the swimming children for years to come. And this movie was directed, of course, by Steven Spielberg. It was his second feature film. Uh, he had directed Duel for the TV. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember. That. Have you seen Duel? No. Oh, it's about the killer truck. Semi-truck? Well, I'm interested now. From that, he did, uh, I think, Sugarland Express. Uh, Okay. But this was his first major film. And it starred Roy Scheider as, uh, well, the husband. Right. Brody. Who started this feud. Um, It has Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, yeah. As Hooper, the marine biologist. Yeah. Brody as the sheriff. And then we have uh, Robert Shaw, classic actor, as Quint. Yeah, the hunter. The seaman. Yeah, yeah. And all these names may be familiar if you're fans of uh, Mallrats or... Some of the other oh, Kevin sure. Smith films, because they're all the main characters of that film as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I I had not seen Jaws until about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, around the time that we did the original podcast. Okay. So, um, you know, and I, I think I remarked, it, I was made fun of for not having seen it before. So, you know. I think I made fun of you maybe on this podcast. I think so. And, you know, it, deservedly so. It's a huge classic. So, finally, you know, got to see the masterpiece. And... It is no secret that this is one of my favorite films of all time uh, and the world's when it came out because uh, it was the very first blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. It coined the term. I mean, people lined up around the block to see this film. It's crazy, man. And it made $7 million its opening weekend. <laughs> and that's in 1970s money. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, nowadays the way movies go, it sounds like a pittance, but millions used to mean a lot more. Indeed. Now, um, it made $123 million overall. And at that time was the highest grossing film. Right, right. So, and this, and that was until Star Wars knocked it off its perch. Sure, yeah. A true juggernaut. And then, of course, it has the iconic score by John Williams. You know, yeah, that yeah. Jaws theme appeared in so many parodies and cartoons oh, yeah, of sure. our childhood. I, mean, I knew it for years before I even saw the movie. So, Of course. Yeah. Not that Jaws is that complicated. You no. Know, so you can get it from just growing up around it. But as I said, it is one of my favorite movies, and it's a, it's a very interesting film because it's really two films in one. Yeah, yeah. You've got your first half, which is the dread and the scariness of will the monster appear, who will it take next. Right, right. Kind of the horror movie-ish. And, you know, that's where you meet and learn about all the characters. And then you have your second half of the film, which is the hunt for Jaws. Yeah. And that's the, the, the seafaring part. Yeah, adventure. And, you know, I, this movie is just great. If you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. But you should probably check it out. Hey, I mean, it is. It's good stuff. Uh, it's not the type of movie I'm usually into, but it's very well made. So it, it, it'll it'll it may reel you in as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just getting started. So Nick, what kind of game is Jaws? Jaws is an action fishing game. I don't know. It's it's not of, a, it's not even a fishing game. Yeah, it's mostly. Uh, 
it's kind of like a mini game collection in a way. Yeah, it's kind of it. It is kind of hard to describe. It is um more like an arcade game, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. And in this game, sadly, you do not jump. No, no, not unless you want to jump off your boat. But you can't even do that, so you're stuck. No jumping. But in this game, you're mainly playing as a diver. And the core part of this game is swimming around in the water and shooting uh, a harpoon gun at sea life. Yep, you. Uh, it's underwater slaughter, man, as you kill everything that moves. You're yes. destroying this. You're like the Burns Omni net and sweeping the, the sea clean of life. Now, there are other modes in the game, and we'll get to that. But the other main thing you're going to be doing is moving around on your boat. Right. When you're moving the boat, you just have movement. You can do nothing else. Right. Uh, but you do have items in this game, uh, items that you can purchase and items that are dropped. Right, right. And, you know, I guess we'll talk about uh, those now. Sure. Because the main economy of this game revolves around shells. Yeah, you as you sail between your two destinations of the port and they're just two ports or yeah yeah um, two caribbean ports you're exchanging your conch shells for the power up your spear gun as well as get some like the the very first thing you get is the receiver and uh, i love it it looks like a speak and spell yeah yeah with a sine wave on it yeah and what it does is it lets you know when jaws is close when you're in the boat portion of the game yeah it'll it'll start blipping and that costs 5 shells Right, and that's your first purchase. Right. right. Yeah. Now, shells drop from all manner of creatures you'll find in the sea, and we'll get into those later. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that the creatures drop is starfish. Yeah. And we- those are points. Yep. And then, in addition to that, they also drop crabs. Yeah, which uh, increase your diver's speed. And also give you points. Yeah. They are actually the best thing to get in the game. You want at least one. I, I guess it, the max is out at four crabs. It feels like it, yeah. So I. Don't pursue them super... Well, I want to get to that max speed right away. Sure, yeah, yeah. But once you're there, of course, you can let them fall, especially if it's in a dangerous situation. Right, right. And then as you sail between those places, after you've gotten your first receiver, mm-hmm. you then use your shells to upgrade the ship and the, your spear gun. Yeah, you have different power levels. You can go up to... How high do the power levels go? 10 or... Up uh, to level 9. 9, okay. And you start out at level 1. That's the default level. Mm-hmm. Level two takes three shells. Three takes five shells. Level four is seven shells. Level five is ten. And then each one up is another five shells on top of that until you get to level nine, and that's 30 whole shells. Oof, yeah. But, you know, we'll talk about this later. You don't really need to go all the way up to level nine. Right, right. And then you can only upgrade one level at a time, no matter how many shells you have, right? Yeah, you have to leave one dock and make it to the other. Yeah, so it's just, you know, kind of back and forth there, sailing around Bermuda. Is that where we are? Yeah, let's say let's say Bermuda. <laughs> now, everything you do also nets you points. Yeah. So killing the creatures, picking up all of those things, and points are very important for a couple of reasons. One is that um, every so many points, you're going to get a bonus stage. Okay, the bonus stages are tied to points as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the bonus stage, you get another little gameplay mode. And in that mode, you are in a seaplane. Yeah, yeah. And you move back and forth, and strings of jellyfish are coming around almost like uh, Galaxian style. Right, they have weird patterns, yeah. Yeah, and your goal is to bomb as many of them as you can. Yeah, as you pass by. Now, you only can drop three bombs at a time. Right. And there's always five jellyfish. Yeah, so it's a little tricky. And as you go up in levels, they come out in more complex and complex patterns. Yep, and I'm not very good at this. It does take some finesse because you can slow down and speed up that plane. Yeah. And a lot of it is knowing when to slow and speed up that plane so that you are 
you know, aligned with the jellyfish correctly. Yeah, or, or try to, you know, right before your plane leaves the screen, because it's just flying left and right. Yeah, you back can't and control, forth. you know, it's always moving. Yeah, so right before you leave the screen, it's like pop off a few bombs in case, because, you know, sometimes the jellyfish start right down there. Mm -hmm. Well, they always start on the left or right side of the screen from the same spot. Yeah, and they kind of go back and forth, and switch, switch hitting. Until you get to the very highest level, and then they come out of the middle. That's the hardest. Yeah, yeah it is. But uh, what's nice is that not only do you get more points from killing these jellyfish, mm -hmm. but for every three jellyfish you kill, you get another bonus shell. Yeah. So this is a great way of adding to that shell collection. Yep, cashing in. And then the final part of the points puzzle is at 30,000 points, and I think then again at 60, and then again at 90, that's when the submarine appears. Yeah, yeah. And it can appear at a couple different spots on the map, but always in the top, usually rightish section. Sure, yeah. And that is the big upgrade of the game. You can, you know, increase your power and your speed of the diver. Right. But once you get that submarine, you have another level of maneuverability really ratcheted up. Yeah, and you have, instead of your spear gun, you have like a little bomb. We have both. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. So you have your spear gun attack still, but you have the bomb that is there from the first few moments of your boating and from right. the plane levels. And what makes that really nice is that, uh, I don't think we talked about it, the spear gun shoots across the entire screen. Mm -hmm. You can have three out at a time. Yeah. But uh, it's a kind of game where if you can, you know, rapid fire, as you get closer, you can really yeah. increase the fire rate oh. into creatures. Oh, yeah. And then the bomb is very nice because it shoots out at a downward angle, like a lob almost. So you can kind of aim and stuff. Yeah, and it's great because it, you can really use it uh, to attack creatures entirely out of the path of danger from them. Right, you know, and with the exception of, I guess, the jellyfish, all the other creatures pretty much move left to right for the most part, yeah. you know? So being able to lob something down to something from safety is very useful. It is extremely useful. But one thing I wonder is I think the sub's harpoon is a little weaker than your normal harpoon. Yeah. Once you're powered up pretty high. Gotcha. Now, in this game, there are lives, and That's I right. don't think you get extra lives. Yeah. I, you just start with your standard three. Yeah, and every time you die, you will lose half of your shells. And one power level. Yeah. And your receiver. Yeah, so you got to start all over. Well, not all over, kind but of. you definitely have to go get your receiver again, and you don't have a choice. It'll right. always right. be the first thing you get, and that will be five shells. Yeah. Then you have to start back up the train of power-ups. Yeah, yeah. So it is a pretty steep death penalty, and there is no continues. Right. Once you've lost all those lives, it is just game over, start again. And for the most part, uh, one hit is a death. Yeah, one hit is a kill unless you are in that submarine, which gives you one extra hit. That precious submarine. And once you're hit, the submarine is gone and you are just the diver again. And then you got to earn another 30,000 points and get it back. I think so. Or, you or, know, until it'll yes. reappear. But it is so worth it. Yeah, for sure. Well, Nick. Jaws is an LGN game, so my hopes are not up very high. <laughs> uh, but I know it had to have a manual. It did. What was it like? Well, it's uh, pretty short and to the point. Um, it's only 15 pages. Okay, that's longer than some of the ones we've been going over. Yeah, but it's it's a pretty leisurely, I don't know. Um, and that always sounds deceptive because there's two, at least two to four pages of like FCC regulations and things in gotcha. the back. You know, so they, they trick you, even though they number them, so I count them. Ah. But it's... It's black and white. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got screenshots and some enemy art. Oh, art. Well, there's only five enemies in the game. Yeah, yeah. And the items, they draw them. <laughs> so you, you have cool. that. It's something, I guess. Do so. they go over the story at all? Yeah, a little bit. You, oh, it, really? It's pretty funny because it's 
it's a pretty dramatic like we've never seen like they don't tell you where you are they just say like we've never seen a great white in these tropical waters never and it, and they say that it's jaws's back to get revenge and it's coming after you they okay. say it's, it sounds as if it's possessed wow that's pretty intense yeah yeah so and then from there they kind of just go through they break down the different scenes and your controls um and that's really it i i did uh because i wasn't sure what made the mini sub appear and it does point out that it's your score there so okay yeah, that's something I've... and does it tell you the controls and what you need to do at the the final stage of the game it does but it doesn't you know the the I remember the hard part of that the final battle with Jaws was you got to hit him in the belly mm-hmm. in the white part. It does not say that specifically. It says just hit him. You know with okay. your ship. So all right, yeah, bet boo on them. That's what I yeah say. yeah. That was the one thing where I was like that could use a little explanation. But other than that, I mean, it did a fine job of explaining a simple game. All right. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Jaws, the NES game? Well, it's a pretty short one. I actually had never really played it until about three years ago, I think. And what caused you to play it three years ago? Well, it was you. It was me. Yeah. No, I just, as a youth, I generally avoided movie tie-in games and LJN games. So this was in a, you know, a a sketchy part of the woods. So I didn't go near it. Yeah. I I was in that same exact boat. I never played it as a kid. Um, And then it popped up on a lot of worst games of all time lists, the early internet. That's true, yeah. It was much derided. And when emulators came out, I was like, well, I'm going to try this game out and see why it's so horrible. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what are they talking about? This game is really fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's not super mario brothers 3 it's not breaking the concept of games but no. it's it's pretty for what it does it does it pretty well and then once i discovered it there i made sure i bought a copy because it's cheap as sin i'm sure yeah and um you know and it's been a kind of a, a go-to game for me when i'm just like hey i want to kill 10 minutes and i'm looking at my stack of nes cartridges sure, yeah yeah and then what was your more recent experience with this game nick um well i just played it for about an hour and a half and beat it i don't know right <laughs> once you know what to do it's pretty just kind of easy i don't know it's it's very simple gameplay so you yeah. can just put it on and go at it you know i have it on my hacked nes mini so mm-hmm. i fired it up and uh the whole family played it for a little bit yeah and then i showed them how to beat it yeah and that was about you know like you said half an hour to an hour of time yeah it's really i mean i'm sure you could get faster if you were better i guess i don't know uh, a lot of it's luck and, and i guess we'll get into that in our next segment oh all right well here we are in the general chat portion of our show and i'd just like to start by saying as much as i really do enjoy the music of this game i'm really surprised that there's so little jaws music in this game yeah did they not want to use it or well <laughs> well they have that song at the very beginning that's very jaws-esque yeah it's, it's kind of it's like the jaws theme but very condensed or like if like they're like a couple notes off and it is they weren't allowed slightly to use off it, that's my problem like did they not buy the rights to the jaws theme and yeah. they might not have maybe yeah and that could have been a separate also more expensive license so well i'm sure if you're if you're trying to crank out a game in a month you're not probably going to want to pony up for one of the most recognizable movie themes of all time you know that's true but the rest of the music in this game is great i really really enjoy it and i love all the little ditties you know between stages and whatnot yeah yeah it's it's good catchy stuff i'm not gonna lie i do hum that little to myself a lot of the time yeah yeah the worst thing about the music though i think it's not really the music itself but a lot of you know like the map scene Mm -hmm. like you're only going to hear 
10 seconds of that before you get into another fight. You know what I mean? Correct. Where it's like, so you, you don't really ever get sick of any of it, but you also never get to hear the whole thing. Yeah, because it does start from the beginning every time. You know, the biggest uh, gripe I have with this game is that so much of it is luck-based. Oh, with the drops and stuff? Yeah, this could be a 10-minute adventure or a 30-minute adventure, all based on the amount of times you are stopped and the amount of shells that are dropped. Yeah, like when I was playing, I, I it seemed like... A, I had tons of shells. I would get 30 or 40. You know, I just can't spend them fast enough. And, right. And one screw up, you lose half of them. But more importantly, you got to start over in the sequence yes. of power-ups. So that, that's where it kind of can get the repetition can get kind of frustrating. But it really, it's not it's not really a tough game, especially if you uh, just don't get greedy. That Every time I would die, it was because I was trying to do something stupid all for one shell, you know? Yeah, I will second that one. Um and this game, though, you know, it's got some simpler graphics, but everything's really nicely animated. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the creatures have a little animation to their movement. Yeah. And you definitely know what everything is. Yeah, for sure. I, You know, there aren't a lot of different sprites necessarily. Not at all. You know, there's five or six, but they all look good and you get it. And you do get some, like, weird parallax effects for that final scene. The, oh, the yeah, ocean's yeah. always in movement at the top of the screen or when you're on the map. Yeah, I so think it's not it's, just a very static game. No, it's not a. Um, this game does not look bad at all. I think graphically, it's it's fine. There are some quirks to the graphics that I do enjoy. One of them is that when you are the diver, you do shoot your spears out of your head and, oh, yeah. and not the gun. <laughs> right, right. And uh, you know, the diver is interesting because you start with that ship, and I guess we didn't explain this too well, but every level you start at the very beginning with a ship, and you have a few moments with it to throw bombs off. Yeah, which really that's for when Jaws is nearby. Yeah, and even then that's very useless. Just get off a few hits while you can. Yeah. Uh, Then you are in dive mode, and it's just funny because that ship is ludicrously small. Right, right. Compared to the diver and all the (laughs) creatures in the sea. Indeed, indeed. But what I really love about this game is that it doesn't have, you know, your standard gameplay loop, because... We really buried the lead across the entire first portions of the show. And that is, while there is a boss to this game and it is Jaws, you can encounter this boss instantly. That's true. It's kind of similar to uh, Friday the 13th. Another yeah. LJN game. Movie adaptation as well. And it's a really cool type of gameplay that you don't see a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, it You could technically start fighting the boss as soon as you wanted if you would hunt for him or you're unfortunate enough to find it. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, at lower power levels, you are going to be... I don't even know how many hundreds of shots it would take to kill Jaws at level one. You Correct. know, like it's just not feasible. But once you're up to level like four, five, really five and six. Yeah. Then you can start doing some real damage to Jaws. Definitely. Yeah. That's it's well within your reach. And what's super cool is that, you know, I'm not sure how much of this is really programmed into it or just what you're thinking, but it's um, Jaws seems to run away a bit once he's really damaged. Yeah. Because. The further time spent away from Jaws and encounters with him, the more his health will go back up. Yeah, yeah. But what's cool is it's persistent to where, you know, if you hit him a bunch, he runs away, and then you hunt him down and get him again, the health will still be where it was at. Yeah, so you can, like, it's it's a long-term, long-con battle, you know? Yeah, and that's really a cool concept that I don't know of in any other game of the time. And what's so cool about that type of gameplay is that it's super empowering because, you know, for the first half, you are scared of Jaws. Yeah, definitely. And he doesn't just uh, come around when you run into him either. Sometimes if he's nearby and you've started, um, you know, fighting sea creatures, because as you move around the map, you'll say you hit something and then you are just fighting sea creatures. Yeah, they're kind of like random battles in, say, Dragon Warrior, Mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes he'll just halfway through that scene will appear. 
Oh yeah, you know once the once Jaws shows up, then you know you really have to keep your wits about you because he's even if you can't truly hurt him, he'll he's he's large and will block up a bunch of your shots, and mm-hmm. you can get distracted, and one little jellyfish will take you out. But there is a great trick to dealing with Jaws, especially when you're underpowered. Oh yeah, yeah. And that is that if you're at the very top of the screen, the very top pixel, he can't hurt you. He will just swim barely underneath you. Now, the rest of the animals and creatures can hurt you. Yeah, so you still got to keep a, keep out, keep an eye out for them. And then supposedly if you drop down one pixel, pixel two, you can still hit him and not be hurt. Oh, well. But I don't mess with that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> now, when you're in the water, you move around. You know, we mentioned it last week in Goonies that it's kind of a similar movement. Yeah, yeah. Side note. After that episode, we had to rewatch Goonies. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then I made uh, the copper bones and the gold doubloon with the holes in it. Oh, sweet. For my children. Awesome. So they've been playing Goonies all week. Awesome. Indeed. And um, I mean, I think it, you control way better here. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> the controls in this game are great, especially once you upgrade the speed a little bit. You know, you really can zip around, and it's got a kind of underwater movement that I think is really cool feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's appropriate. Yeah, you do have a little slipperiness, but being underwater, it doesn't feel wrong. Right, and you're not like jamming down a button constantly to swim, you know, like in Mario or something. Correct. You're just kind of weaving around. And then once you get that sub, you, do, you should practice a little bit because, man, your movement is so much twitchier. But, yeah. you know, hopefully you've been playing for a while and then it feels like even more free, you know, like you really have it on lock. This is also a game that you, if you have a turbo button, it can help a lot. I bet, I bet. Because... Or a turbo thumb. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just over time, eventually, just from fatigue alone. You true, know what true. I mean? Like I, <laughs> Well, because, uh, you know, like we said earlier, when you're close to an enemy, the larger one that takes more than one hit, I mean, you can really just start throwing tons of, yeah, yeah. of spears into them. Or once you have the submarine, I feel like it can have more bombs on screen than you can have spears. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But I can... feel like I can just lob them quicker once you yeah. have that turbo going on. Really blast them away. You know, my biggest gripe about this game, though, is the fact that there is such a stiff penalty for death when you're at a higher level. You know, yeah. losing one level and then losing half your, your money that um, if you die twice in a row, that's or once even, it's kind of a real momentum killer. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like I just want to start over at that point. Yeah, it's like if, if the game had a little something else in it, you know what I mean? If you didn't have to you get that receiver. Or some other type of power-up, I don't know, or something, you yeah. know? But I mean, having to go get that receiver for five shells yeah. before you can even start going back to your upgrade path is just, I don't know, it's always a little soul-crushing because it adds so much more time yeah. to, to what you're doing. I mean, I know, but it, it's like, I've, in a way, you know, it feels like filler. Yes. But... I'm also, it's such a scant game that, like, without it, I'm like, what <laughs> What else is there, kind of, you know? No, I can definitely see that, too. But I think, I don't know about the death penalties enforcing this as much, but the, the thing about its kind of weird gameplay is that it's very kind of thematically appropriate to the movie. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like in, in Friday the 13th, where it's like this weird model of gameplay that isn't like anything else, but when you kind of line it up to the movie, you're like, I can see where you would get this. Like, it's faithful in, in that way. Indeed. And it is, I think, very rewarding. Like I said, you go from being the hunter to the hunted. And once yeah, you've mastered yeah. that, then it's super empowering. And, you know, what else do you want from a game? Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, this is the part of the show where we normally take a game level by level, but there really aren't levels in this game. Take it fin by fin. (laughs) 
But we will talk about the various types of stages you're going to find and what's in those stages. Sure. And of course, you start out in that overhead map and you have a, a dock on the left and the right. Mm-hmm. And very little reason to go out of the path between those two. Yeah, there, there are a few other areas you could poke around in, but there's really nothing there. And Unless you're going for the submarine. Right, right. Or to get away from Jaws early on in the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, the thing with Jaws is that your normal encounter rate anyways is so high that even whenever I would see him and I'm like, oh, here comes Jaws, I'm going to move. It's like, I know he's going to catch up to me when I hit something. You know, Correct. if you hit something even close to it. And the worst part is if he's stuck like right in front of the port. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I guess I'm going to drive into Jaws. Well, that that's an area, too, that if you get into an encounter, then it's like a shallower uh, kind of side level where you're swimming. Yeah, because let's talk about that right now. There are three different depths of swimming encounters, and they are reflective of where you are on the map. Yeah. So if you are close to the shores, like near a port or by the edge of the coast, mm-hmm. you'll be in the shallows. And it's uh, you only have like, what, a third of the screen filled with water? Something like that, yeah. It's a, it's a very close shave. It's the worst, I think. Mm-hmm. You have then, so much less room to dodge or do anything. You know? Yeah, it's definitely the hardest area. And so, to be honest, you really want to avoid that part of the map as much as possible. Yeah, if you can help it. You want to stay in the, the deeper waters. But before you get to the deep waters, you're in kind of a middle ground. Yeah, it's it's deep it's about enough. A screen, you know, a screen length from top to bottom. Yeah, and you've got, you know, there is a bottom at the bottom, so you can swim down to there to collect items that drop if you want, if you're crazy. Yeah, because uh, we didn't mention this in general chat, but you know, when you work across the bottom, that's really the danger zone because yeah. things can come up and hit you or hit you from the side. You don't want to be in there. What you really want to do is make sure you have enough room to dive down and catch any falling items before they yeah. get to the bottom. Yeah, the the middle zone is the safe because you've got enemies. You got rays coming in from the left and right, and jellyfish will you know kind of spawn out of the bottom of the screen sometimes mm-hmm. and just start emitting. And later in certain areas, I don't know if they increase or. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, okay. Okay. Then you have your final type of water level, and that's the the deep ocean. That's right. over a screen long. Yeah, yeah. And these are the best. Yeah. Uh, because you can just hang out at the top, and you have plenty of time to catch any falling objects. Yeah, just take it easy. But what you were mentioning was that there are various different types of encounters based on the different enemies. And let's talk about the enemies real quick. Yeah. You've got your manta ray. Mm-hmm. And they stay the same throughout the entire game. Yeah, they just come in left to right or right to left. And when you start out, they take multiple hits. And mm-hmm. as you power up higher and higher, they take... Less and less. Mm-hmm. I think at level eight or nine, it's one hit. Oh, okay. But um, all of these creatures do slow down a little bit as you hit them. Yeah, you get a little bit of stun to it. That, mm-hmm. So if you have the turbo or you're jamming on that fire button, that's how you can like catch them, stun them, and kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have the jellyfish. And they are, you know, really the secret worst enemy of the game. Definitely, yeah. At first, they only move vertically. Yeah. As time goes on, they start moving in a diagonal. Yeah, some weird patterns, and they seem to spawn fast. Like, is that based on your power level? Yes. And ah. then um, they also eventually start kind of hunting you. Yeah. And, and all of these uh, levels up and in, in change in their ability and the change in spawn rate happen based on your power level. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, then you have the, well, we call them the baby shark at my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, man, my daughter sang that song a million times during <laughs> playing this. But it... uh isn't really a baby shark it's just a normal size shark right right it's just the jaws is so big yeah it's larger than a human and the normal shark takes a lot of hits yeah what do they take like five i don't know but they always drop a shell that's true yeah you can count on them yes and then you have jaws the the big one himself and jaws takes a jillion hits it has its own life bar that you always see yeah 
you know, persistent on the overhead map and in the normal map. Yeah, yeah. And I think we forgot to mention the jellyfish only take one hit no matter what. Right, right. So they're super easy to kill. They're just annoying. Now, as you go up in power levels, you will encounter new forms and waves of these enemies. Yeah, yeah. They'll and then, come out like more of them at once, different patterns. Yeah, so sometimes you'll have a, an area that's no jellyfish. Sometimes you'll have an area Which that's the best. all jellyfish. Yeah, yeah. The worst is when you are in the shallows with all jellyfish at a higher level, and they're yeah. coming from random angles. Yes, it's it's maddening. Now, one thing you can kind of get stuck in it in the, is that if you're at the highest level, you have to deal with the cross jellyfish, but also a ton of the normal size sharks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when they come out along with Jaws, they can almost act as a shield for Jaws. Yeah, that's that's why they're the most frustrating thing about them. And that's why you really want to fight Jaws, I would say, around power level 7. Yeah, I can see that. Because then you really uh, still have the ability to do a lot of damage to Jaws, but you're not going to be overwhelmed with those normal sized sharks. Right, right, yeah. Now, as we said, you will get a uh, submarine at 30,000, 60,000, and 90,000. Mm-hmm. And those are found you know, in the top right portion of the map, but there's a couple locations where it can be that will change. Yeah. So you have to go check on it usually. Yeah. You can sometimes see it out of the very edge of the screen. It gives you something to do. It does. And that's really your only reason to be up there unless you're escaping Jaws. Right, right. And then once you have that submarine, though, and you're at level six, seven, eight, that's when it's time to turn the tables. Yeah. Now you want to hunt Jaws. Now you've got the bigger boat. And, you know, once you have that submarine, the bombs from it really do a ton of damage to Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Now, my last playthrough, I did not keep the submarine for the entire battle. I didn't either. (laughs) About halfway through, I was jettisoned from a hit. And then it was just me and Jaws, mano y mano. Right, right. Out in the waters. But if you have your various power-ups for speed, and you've got a handle on the movement in this game, yeah, you can dodge Jaws to a fair degree. Well, it's, you know, like many classic games, it's more about playing defensively and just being careful and get, taking the hits you can without taking any risks and mm-hmm. just wait. Time is on your side. Uh, also, in my last playthrough, I did have to hunt him down a second time. He did escape. Yeah. Did I, you have that same yeah, situation? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but then... Once you have taken Jaws to the limit and it has no more health, the game is not over. That's right. Because you have one final battle with Jaws. Yeah, you, you have earned the chance to truly slay this beast. And it changes gameplay entirely. You are now positioned first-person view at the bow of a ship, the very ship you've been piloting this game. Yeah. And you have this crazy, like, seven or eight level parallax scrolling going on. Yeah, it's very turbulent looking. It's pretty sweet. I do enjoy it. And Jaws is swimming away and then swimming back at your ship over and over again you can see the fin and stuff moving and the key to this part is patience because once you are in this mode it will last indefinitely until you've used all three of your strobes yeah and you have these strobes uh just no matter what when you get to this mode right right you can get more if you use them Mm -hmm. with shells when you go to the ports but you hopefully won't need to no and each time you use a strobe jaws will jump out of the water and rotate yeah and that sprite looks great yeah yeah definitely the hardest part is timing it and lining it up correctly so that he jumps from the water right in front of the bow of your ship yeah and this is hard it takes a long while because when jaws comes back to you his path is kind of haphazard yeah, and, you know, you only have a few second window once he actually gets there, you know, mm-hmm. to, to get it up, you know. And really, I find you want to wait for the very rare straight-on attack he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you can get him right in front of you, you use your strobe, it jumps out of the water, you're not done. No, no. <laughs> then you have to use the other button to thrust forward with the ship. 
ram it. And if his belly is turned right in front of you. Yeah, you want to see the white. See the white of that belly. You can slam right into Jaws, and you are given an extremely satisfying spray of blood. <laughs> yeah, you gut it, man. One you have not seen in many Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah, especially not of this age. You know? I'm not sure how it got past sensors, but it did. <laughs> if you manage to stab Jaws right in the heart, Jaws will be done. He will fall. You'll see a graphic of the shark falling through the water yeah, yeah. to its watery grave. It's over. And then you get cut right to a beautiful sunset. A sunset and a, a seaplane flies off? It flies one way, flies back, and then straightens off as it goes into the distance. Yep, yeah, yeah. And that was a nice little other touch that I was, you know, yeah. wasn't expecting, but I liked a lot. Yeah, sure. And as far as a video game sunsets go, this one is superb. It is a great looking sunset. Yeah, it is a wonderful 80s kind of pastel colors. You get the shoreline there. It looks so good that I even uh, made sure I took a picture of it because it will be the background of my phone at some point in the future. <laughs> there you go. But after that, you are treated with a little the end in the corner, some beautiful music, and then it's a hard reset to start over. All right, it is now the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic review system from Nintendo Power that has four categories. Each category, a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Well, Nick, I gave this game a 3.0. Me too. I think that um, the sprites are simple, but very clear. Yeah, yeah. And while there aren't a lot of them, there are great animations for the ones that do exist. I love the flap of the manta rays uh, fins sure, as it goes sure. through the water. Your swim is a little wonky. Yeah. But overall, everything's got a nice little touch to it. And, of course, the music is great. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the music. It, really, the only problem with the graphics or the music is the there's not much of it. Agreed. You know. Next up is Play Control. And I also gave it a 3.0. Um, I went 2.5, but I think it's, you know, it's pretty solid. It doesn't give you a lot of different things to do at once. No. But... It's pretty good. I think once you get your power-ups, then it becomes really good. The only sticking point, I think, would be the flying portions and the bonus stages. Yeah, but... But those are a bonus stage, and I think it is meant to be a little trickier. Yeah, yeah. Like minigame style. And, you know, I don't feel like the game ever cheated me into death. It was always my hubris that that killed me. I, I tried to do things I knew I couldn't do or reach too far, and that's what got me killed. Sure, yeah. Never the game being cheap or anything moving in a way I wasn't expecting. Right, right. Uh, next up, we have Challenge Factor, Nick. Uh, I went with 2.5. I did as well. Because, you know, the game can be hard if you don't know what you're doing or what to collect. Yeah, but it's not nearly as opaque as some other games. You no. Know? And even if you don't know, you can really bumble your way through it. And the game is very short. You can beat this game in, you know, 15 to 25 minutes. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. And then finally, we have Theme and Fun. Uh, I give it a three point or a 3.0. All right, well, you know, I do love this game, so I went a little higher. I gave it a 4.0. I okay. can see how you go lower because there is not a whole lot of game here. I think, though, I mean, it is a bit repetitive, but it's a unique game that really fits a Jaws story, you know? Yeah, like, I think it's short but sweet, and it is definitely the kind of game that if you don't want to spend two hours, you know, going through a <laughs> yeah. full adventure, this is something to sit down and just play through. It's a really fun arcade-style experience. Yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, it's simplicity works for it. The only, you know, if, if I were a child back in the day and I got this instead of, you know, this game, if you're playing 50 bucks, you know what I mean? Like I can see where that would be a problem, but, but it does at least have a fun Caribbean theme and all the creatures <laughs> do fit in that realm of the ocean. 
Yeah, no, it's I, I think it's fine, you know, uh, especially when you don't since we don't really have to pay full price for it anymore. It's no big deal at all. Agreed. And finally, Nick, should you play this game? Uh, yeah, why not, man? It's it's short enough. You can check it out, see what you think. Yeah, I agree. Do not believe the hype. This is not one of the worst Nintendo games. There no, are plenty worse games. It's a fine. Go play Jekyll game. and Hyde. <laughs> uh, but this is a type of game that I would really love to see remade. You know, in some yeah. sort of like deeper form. I, there was that uh indie game Ultra Kitty Force that's kind of similar, kind of okay. like a mix between this and Defender. Oh, okay, okay. But I, I would love to see like Jaws 2000. Well, there's enough interest, interesting gameplay ideas, I guess, to, you know, if it was more fleshed out, so you could really, you know, sink your teeth into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm staring at Nick for that pun. Don't worry. It's staring in awe. Mm, maybe. Mm. But yeah, definitely, you know, this game is not as bad as many people make it out to be. So if you do see a copy for, what, the $3 to 5 you're going to find it yeah, at any store, yeah. grab it. Pick it up. I think you'll be happy that it is in your collection. Next week's game will be The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, I promise. <laughs> and remember, if you want to let us know your feelings on Jaws, pro or against, uh, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we will read it and let you know what we feel. Yeah, I mean, hey, someone responded to your request for that uh, transceiver oh, information. Oh, so oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot to pass that one on to you, but I think you did end up finding it. You know, we've also gotten a couple more people reaching out to us on the Facebooks. Sure. At Cartridge Command. And we love hearing from you. Um, you know, even if you uh, letting us know what you think about the show or, you know, things you'd like to see us cover. We yeah, appreciate it all. What you had for supper yesterday. Let us know. Perhaps. Now, uh, we're also on the Twitterverse at Cart Command, where I let you know where new shows drop occasionally. And we've been getting some more ads and mentions there, which is nice. Uh, although I don't really know how to respond to any of that. I always feel kind of <laughs> old man and foolish. But, hey, it's not that I don't care. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we must thank those wonderful and fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Because it is their hard-earned shells that they yeah. toss at us on the monthly that make this show possible. Uh, without them, we would not be able to afford the new cables I'm going to buy. Because, no. for some reason, ours uh, aren't working and sound crunchy. It's given up on life. It has. But, you know what? Thanks to you guys, there's a little tiny bit of coffers in our, our uh, chest. <laughs> and uh, we're going to use those shells to order some new cables. And it keeps the rest of the show running, server fees, gas money, all that fun stuff. Yeah. We love making the show. And as long as you keep throwing a couple at us, we'll keep making it for you guys. So thank you all so very, very much. Yeah, thank you. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! <laughs> Yeah, let's say it. Let's say Bermuda. <laughs> it's black and white. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got screenshots. Uh, screenshots. <laughs>